Hallelujah. Well, look, what we're going to do is we're just going to uh, just talk a little bit about what's uh, happened last uh, the last couple of days. I hope uh, you've been enjoying the message as we've just been laying down the, the foundation. You know, yesterday we talked about do we believe? You know, do we have belief with actions? Are we pressing through? You know, through this series we're talking about, you know, it, it's it's of some benefit to work out your body to keep yourself fit. But what is the benefit of working out your life in the spirit and, and running the race for Yahovah? You know, what's it going to take for us to see his kingdom come and his will being done. Listen, there's there's no limits. We are walking in a life where the Father's saying, that, you know, there's no limits. How far do you want to go? You know, Enoch, what happened to him, he just was taken because he just understood how to walk with Yehovah. And we've got to get to that place where we are devoted to him. We are pressing in to see the victory in Messiah. And tonight, I'm telling you, I'm just scrolling down my pages. Maybe I've gone too far, did I? <laughs> Tonight, we're going to be looking at victory and overcoming in Yeshua. Listen, you are not called to sit back and just let the enemy walk all over you. No, you are not. You're called to stand. You're called to fight the good fight of faith and see the victory in Messiah. Welcome, Joseph. Good to have you with us tonight. Thanks for joining so, you know, that's what we're going to be dealing with tonight. Transformation going forward. What are we doing? We are talking about that we are done with backsliding. We have got to see the body of Messiah rise up where we're not going to engage in religious practices. And, you know, look, did I say that word religion again? You know how I feel about religion. You know, I'm done with religion. I am not going to follow uh, religious practices. I want to walk with Yeshua, the Messiah, in accordance with the Scripture. I want to get the doctrines of man out the road. Why? Because the very doctrines of man, we know what they do. What do the doctrines of man do? They hinder the work of the Spirit. You know, this is the problem that happens. We get in the way. <laughs> and what's the Father saying? We are meant to, you know, recognize that Yeshua is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And we want to be those who are um, in unity with the Father, in unity with his word, so that we can walk in the victory that the Messiah has for us to walk in. So victory and overcoming. And as we look at these two things, what we're also going to witness is, we, you know, we're going to witness, uh, where's the word? Where is the word? Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to look at... Uh, Things that happen to people as examples, not good things that happen to people, but bad things that happen to people as examples. Why? Because they didn't stand in faith. And as we are pressing down the curtain of the Omar, our focus is to get to Shavuot on the 31st of May and to be fully prepared for the outpouring of the Spirit, for a greater outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh. Hallelujah. We should be expecting the mikvah of the Holy Spirit and of fire. We should be 
transformed in that day. And every year we've got this opportunity to wait before the Father, uh, to get instructions from Him. And that's exactly what we're pressing through right now. We're spending time in His presence to get instructions from Him so that when we come out of the spring feasts, we are able to function more effectively in uh, in the nations. And what do we have between the spring feasts and the fall feasts? It's, it's time for us to go out with the message. It's time for us to minister into the nations so we can rejoice at what the Father is doing. Hallelujah. So what are we doing? We're in the time of gathering the harvest. And what type of harvest are we looking to gather right now? We are, you know, we, we've got our sheaf and, and we're cutting things down and we are trying to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to bring forth his goodness out of our lives so that we can witness the goodness of Yehovah in and through our lives. Hallelujah. Welcome, B. Good to see you in Texas. And we've got Sandy in Iowa. Good to see you with us again. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. He is high and lifted up. Okay, right, we're going to start. Let's pray. Well, we started already, didn't we? (laughs) But let's really start. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we can press into your word. Father, we make a decision that we truly want to be devoted to you. We want our lives to count for the purpose of your kingdom. We want to see the victor living in us. We want to see your victory manifest within our lives. We want to see through your eyes, Father, and we want to have your heart. If your word says it, we want to stand upon your word so that we can see the victory in Messiah. We don't want to be downcast. We don't want to underestimate, you know, the greatness of of Elohim. So we lift you up today, Father, and we thank you for who you are within our lives. And we ask you to minister to us tonight as we press in in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Welcome, Keith, in Liverpool. Good to see you. We've got Lola coming in as well. Shalom, shalom. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. Yeah, we are on part six of the transformation going forward. What is this with transformation? Come on, let's refresh this so that we, we keep this before us. We want to be transformed. That means what we used to look like we're not going to look like anymore. We want to be so uh, in, immersed in the presence of Yahovah that we are supernaturally changed. You know, have you ever looked at a married couple that's been married for for so many years? Um, you know, they're smiling at each other. Their, their facial muscles are all smiling at each other through all the years of their marriage. And, you know, once they get late in life, it looks like their facial structures kind of look the same because they've had the same motions and actions from their face and you know we want to be in the presence of Yehovah and we want to reflect who he is we want to shine like him we want the joy of Yehovah on our lives we don't want our our uh, continents to be uh, downcast but we want to see his glory manifest within our lives so we shout the victory in Messiah we're going to start in the book of first Corinthians chapter 10 and uh, we're just going to share a little bit about that. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to press in there. I've got Melinda writing something. What's she saying here? Shalom, Kenny. Please pray for my friend Lorraine. I've prayed for a way to reach her. 
but in my strength I'm unable. She is a Jewish woman raised as Gentile, but doesn't really know at all who Yeshua is, or or, or you, who Yeshua is. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, let's just pause right now. Father, we want to lift up Lorraine right now. And we ask, Father, that the blindfold will come off our eyes. We ask, Father, that you will bring her to a place of realization of who you are. So we just corporately speak an open heaven over her life. And, and, and we thank you, Father, that salvation is a gift. And we claim her for you right now. Father, will you bring people across her path? Will you send out the workers into the harvest field to minister directly into her life today in Yeshua's name? Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. All right, so we're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Just remember the rules. If you have a word, if the Father is uh, giving you a scripture as we are sharing, post it in the, the message on YouTube and uh, Facebook or however you're watching. Just post the, the scriptures and uh, don't just put the titles, but also post one or two verses uh, so that I can see them. And if it's relevant, we will share them. Uh, we'll just see how we go this evening. But I encourage you to share this feed with others. You can do that on your social media and just encourage other people to come and join with us because we are going to stand upon the rock of Yeshua. And one, you know, the testimonies and the emails coming in, what a blessing to hear the reports of what the Father is doing for those who have been fasting, for those who are pressing in, uh, you know, to, to see supernatural transformation within their lives uh, as they're battling with different challenges that they will have victory that you will see victory in what you're doing within your life and you know before we get to Shavuot I will be having a season of uh, fasting as well before the end of the month and uh, I'm just waiting for that timing right now uh, for what's going to happen there but we are excited about this on the 31st we will be uh, part of the Galilee Awakening which will be a live broadcast going out from the Galilee around the world and uh, we will post those feeds on our Facebook pages and YouTube uh, so that people can connect with that event as well. Uh, it's going to be a blessing and a privilege to be a part of that night and uh, really looking forward to it and what the Father is going to do through everyone that will be involved. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. I love this chapter. Um, you know, there's there's a part of the verse I, I'll, <laughs> of the chapter I like more than all of it, but what I want to do is I just want us to read through this chapter and enjoy it and just pull out some of the key things that the Father is saying in it. Verse 1, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud, and that they all passed through the sea. So what's he saying? He's he's making a declaration that the forefathers they were under the cloud and they went through baptism. They were they they were part of the body of Messiah. That's who they were. But even in the midst of this, what happened with them? Verse 2, they were all mikvahed into Moshe in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. 
for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and that rock was the Mashiach, was the Messiah, the Anointed One. Nevertheless, Elohim was not pleased with most of them and their bodies were scattered over the desert. Verse 6, Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up and indulged in pagan rivalry. They should, uh, we should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test Yehovah as some of them did and were killed by snakes. And do not grumble as some of them, as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. Hallelujah. What a blessing. What's the, the word saying? That we are the fulfillment of the blessings of the ages to come. Hallelujah. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And this is what I mentioned the other day, and it's important to go back to this. And listen, if you're a spiritual leader watching right now, you know, repentance, teshuvah, should be a daily part of our life. Are we taking time to examine ourselves? Are we taking time before the Father to make sure we are right standing before Him? And I want to encourage you that we keep short account before the Father. Do you want to see His victory in our lives? And we need to keep short account. We don't want to be caught up in the indulgences of this world and the systems of this world. I love, I'm going to read verse 6 again. Welcome, Tony. Good to see you. <laughs> Thanks for joining with us on the West Coast there. Uh, in verse 6 it says, Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. The Father doesn't want us setting our hearts on evil. Why? What does it mean to set your heart? It doesn't mean you just, oh, you know, that's nice. No, it means that we are investing our time and our energy into that which is evil. You know, we're not watching our tongue. We're not watching the way that we are living. We're indulging in the in in pagan rivalry. You know, we're 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 just walking the way of the world. And you look at things like divorce rate within uh, uh, the believing community. And what do they say in the statistics? They say that one in two marriages in the Christian world end in divorce. And there's not really any difference within the Christian world as what we see in the world itself. What is that telling us? It's telling us. That, you know, what we haven't learned the lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. You know, these things, verse 11, these things happened to them as examples and were written down as a warning for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. This is my favorite verse. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And Elohim is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, 
But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Hallelujah. What a victorious uh, uh, scripture we have here. So what are you going through? And this, this is, you know, what are, you know, we get so caught up in worry. Listen, has worry ever brought you any blessing? Have you ever seen any fruit from worry? If you're up all night and worry, has it ever changed your circumstances? Has it ever done anything for you? No. What does worry do? It just drains you, just wipes you out. But what are we called to do? We are called to recognize that the temptations that are seizing us, they're only common. This is what every man is going through. And this is what I love about being in the community of believers so we can share together and encourage each other together. You know, the things you're going through, the things I'm going through, we're walking on this journey together. Hallelujah. Welcome, Jerry. Good to see you. Hallelujah. We're walking this journey together. And if we're sharing our testimonies, if we're sharing what the Father is speaking to us and how we're breaking through, how we're seeing the move of the Spirit within our lives, it's encouraging all of us together to rise up in the victory of the Messiah. Hallelujah. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. Elohim is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Let me tell you something. There's a limit. So the enemy doesn't have the right just to come at you in a way to wipe you out because the Father gives you a promise here. You will not be tempted beyond what you can bear. Oh, well, you know, that's all right for you to say, brother, but you don't know what I've been through in the last year. You don't know what I'm going through this week. Well, let me tell you something. What are we doing? We're not dealing with that which is on the outside, but we're dealing with the spiritual elements of who we are. Hallelujah. Welcome, Brandon. Good to see you from Ohio. Thanks for joining with us tonight. So what we've got to do is get to that place where we recognize who we are in the Ruach HaKodesh. Who are you in the Spirit? Stop seeing yourself from the natural, you know? Stop seeing yourself from the place of the flesh and start seeing who you are in the Spirit. It's okay. You can ask the Father, who am I? Because we have to establish our identity. First and foremost, you're not just a believer out there blowing in the wind. No, you are grafted in to the house of Israel. You are Israel. If you are born again and you've received Messiah in this amazing book, in this incredible book called the Scriptures, there is promises in there for Israel. There is not promises well, there's not good promises for the heathen, you know. But there's no covenant in here for Gentile nations. You have got to be grafted in to the plans and purposes of Yehovah. And the reason for that is Abraham was called out to bring forth restoration because of fallen man in the Garden of Eden. So the gospel of the kingdom is the gospel of the good news. I'm not going to curse you. I'm going to bring forth blessing. I'm going to lead you and I'm going to give you a land. And when we go back to Genesis, what happened when they fell? I'm kicking you out of the land. I'm pushing you out. Abraham, I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to bring restoration. <laughs> I'm going to bless you. Hallelujah. Just watch what the Father is going to do within our lives at this time. 
we're going to see the victory in Messiah. Hallelujah. So we press forward. We know that this is the time to see the victory in Messiah. Thank you, Father. Getting some feedback here that we've got the stream going down. Uh, hopefully it's going to bounce back right now. Father, we just pray for the stream that we can get a good signal happening here in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. All right, I'll just do a refresh on there and see if that will uh, make any difference. Okay, I think we're back there. Okay. Yeah, if you're, if you're watching the streams, Dan, just refresh your browser. Uh, we have got some dropped uh, frames happening right now, but I'm recording it, so I will make sure this is uploaded as a full message afterwards if we keep seeing dropped frames. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we're learning from the example. We're, we're getting to the place where we want to identify who we are. We are Israel. We are called to be grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. The promises that were given to Abraham, the promises that were given to Isaac and Jacob, these are the promises that we are called to walk in as well. Hallelujah. It's part of our inheritance. So we shout the victory in Messiah. We are blessed because of who he is is. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, what do we see? We see that the rock where the water came forth from is Messiah. It was a type of Messiah. And the Messiah, Yeshua, he walked with them all through the journey. Hallelujah. He walked with them through the journey in the wilderness all that time. Praise Yehovah. So we're going to go to Numbers chapter 13. And uh, we're going to read from verse 26. I'm not going to give you the report of going into the land. Uh, you can go back and read the whole chapter. But for time's sake, we're going to read from verse 26. It says, They came back to Moshe. This is after being in the land, spying out the land. And Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh uh, in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them, and to the whole assembly, and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moshe this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here's its fruit, and the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak, there, the Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live in the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Hallelujah. We can certainly do it. Verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread, uh, and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are... Of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, um, come from the Nephilites. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, 
and we looked the same to them. Oh, you little shrimp, who are you? You're just nothing. You know, but what did Caleb say? He made a declaration. He said, (laughs) praise Yahovah. Why? He gave us a report of the blessings of the land. He said that you're going to find the fruits and the different blessings there, you know. But here's the victory. He said, this is the promise of Yahovah. He said, I'm going to give you a great land. I'm going to give you an awesome inheritance. And instead, what did they do? They sowed discord. They went out and they they spread rumors uh, across the Israelites. You know, they said, we can't go and take this place. We can't do this. We can't do it. What's the Father saying to you? What is he speaking to you? Is he speaking words into your life about what he's called you to do? Because let me tell you something. The very plans the Father has for you, you can't do. If the Father's leading you, he's not going to lead you to what is possible in the flesh because he's raising up the spiritual army. He's equipping the spiritual army to move forward in his name. We're not called to do what we can accomplish in the flesh, but we are called to live in the victory of Messiah. We have an overcoming spirit. And I want to encourage every one of us to speak that into your life. I have an overcoming spirit in Messiah. I just want to read First uh, John chapter 5, verse 4. And it says this, For everyone born of Elohim over, overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Yeshua is the son of Elohim. Who's the overcomers? Believers in Yeshua. Are we born again of the Spirit? Are we born again of the Spirit? Come on. If we are born again of the Spirit, you and I are overcomers because we are born again. Only he who believes that Yeshua is the son of Elohim. We've got to believe. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Hallelujah. So we're just going to share a few scriptures of encouragement because in the midst of what we have read in 1 Corinthians and what we've read in the book of Numbers chapter 13, what we recognize, it's very easy for the majority uh, just to get to the place where we're speaking negativity. It doesn't take long when you get into a room and everyone's talking negative. It doesn't take long till the whole place is just engrossed in what is negative. Gossip is contagious. But we've got to say, no, we've got to stop the flow of uh, godless chatter. We've got to stop the flow. Are we speaking words that are building or are we speaking words that are destroying We are called to build. We're called to minister his truth to this generation. But you are not called to sit back where evil is seeking to overcome and to rule. You are called to speak against the assignments of Hasatan. You're called to break the backs of Hasatan, break the back of Hasatan and walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. So John chapter 16. Let's have a look at where we're going to read. Verse 31, uh, Yeshua said, You believe at last. You know, uh, after all of the words that he had spoken, man, I tell you what, 
concerning his return. He says, look, I'm going away. I'm just trying to get this message into you so you understand it. I'm trying to speak it clearly to you so you can take hold of the message. And then in verse 29, Yeshua's disciples says, Now you're speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you a question. This makes us believe that you came from Elohim. That's what we talked about in that previous verse. That Yeshua came from Elohim. Do we believe where Yeshua came from? He's not just a prophet. He's not just a good man. Hallelujah. We've got Eva uh, in North Carolina. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Yeshua says, you believe at last. Hallelujah. You know, that's what Yeshua is like. You know, what does it take for us to get to that place of belief? Why is it so difficult It's because we keep looking around us. And yes, you know, we don't want to walk through the world blind, but we've got to establish in our lives the authority of the Spirit so that nothing that happens within this realm is going to interfere with the peace that's within you. That even in the midst of the storm, you can have peace. When they were all panicking in the storm and the and the Canaret and the Galilee, the disciples are, well, we're all going to die. Where's Yeshua? He's on a pillow at the back of the boat having a rest. He's not concerned. And they're waking him up, freaked out. Wake up, Master. Wake up, Master. We're all going to die. Well, let's paint the biggest negative picture you can ever imagine. And these are fishermen. They understand the waters. They understand the elements of what's going on within their life. But guess what? Here's the key. The key The key is this. We are called to, to know and to understand like Yeshua has taught us to know. We're called to take hold of the word, to be rooted in the word. And the Father is saying that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. But God is faithful and just. He will provide a way for you to, um, uh, to stand up and, you know, a way of escape. Hallelujah. That's what he's going to do in our lives. So we worship you, Father, that you make a way. We rejoice in what the Father is doing within our lives. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my Spirit. Hallelujah. It's by my spirit. So if if the very things that we are going through are just what's common to man, and if you know that the that the Father has a limit on how far the enemy can go, that you are not going to be tempted beyond what you can bear. You know, what is the purpose of temptation anyway? It's to establish and to and to show just who you are in the spirit. Listen, I don't know who you are until you face challenges. You can tell me you're a mighty man or woman of faith. You can tell me that you love to pray and you love to be in the presence of Yahovah. But I'm going to see who you are when you face the storm. I'm going to see who you are when all the elements are coming against you. How are you reacting? How are you responding? Because this is where we can understand what's going on in our lives. Because we can assess who we are. Hallelujah. We can continually assess who we are. How do we react in the midst of difficult times? Do we blow our fuse so fast? Can we go through it with love, with joy, 
with the shalom of Yahovah in the midst of all the difficulty? You know, I'll never forget the day when uh, this uh, guy that worked for me he was part of an international drug ring and he was using my money, uh, my business to to launder and, uh, well, not to launder, he was stealing the money from my business and using my company as a cover for his uh, drug dealings. And I didn't know it. But my wife Haley got a discerning word and said, the Holy Spirit's told me he's stealing from the company and, uh, you know, that he is bringing great damage to our business and you've got to get rid of him right away. I'm like to my wife, what are you talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about. I've got free national companies and this is what we do in business. And she's like, I'm telling you, uh, this is not good. Then she then she gets another warning from the Holy Spirit. And she says to me, she says, okay, here's the deal. Either he goes or I'm not working for you anymore because the Holy Spirit's telling me we are in the face of great danger. If you keep him in this com- in this company, you will face great danger. I'm leaving. Because if you're not dealing with this, you're walking in disobedience. Well, wait a second. You know, what's my wife doing? Is she walking in manipulation and controlling spirits? Or is she walking in the authority of the Holy Spirit? Isn't that amazing when sometimes people rise up in the authority of the Spirit that people uh, misunderstand what's taking place and all of a sudden they turn around and say, that's a controlling spirit. That's not right. Well, anyway, I didn't want to lose my wife and I certainly wasn't going to lose my marriage over business or over finances, you know, because that's not what it's about. You know, I want to walk with my wife all the days of my life. Hallelujah. And her life. We want to see the victory as we share our faith in Messiah to this generation. So I said, okay, Haley, here's the deal. I will bring in a company through the night who will assess all of the company finances and they'll identify if there is danger, if if this person has been stealing and robbing from us. We'll find out. And uh, for six weeks, that's what took place. We had a firm that came in through the night for six weeks with their team, went through all the finances of all my businesses, And uh, they produced a report at the end of six weeks. They put together the entire picture. They rebuilt the entire account system from every receipt, every piece of paper within that building. And then they gave me a report. And it was something like a quarter million dollars had been taken or million pounds had been taken out of my company into his personal pocket. But it was done in such a way that I couldn't even sue them, couldn't even prove it. But they found misappropriation of a quarter million dollars. When I confronted him and said, okay, hand me your car keys, give me your cell phone, your company credit card, you're out of there. Now, you've got to realize, you know, I'm 120 pounds. You know, that's about, what, eight and a half, nine stone. You know, I was so skinny. If I turned sideways, the weather changed, you know, especially in Scotland. Go from rain, sun, rain, sun, you know. <laughs> I was skinny. I, I wasn't big built, but guess what? I'm big built in the scriptures. I'm walking in the word, living in the word. Hallelujah. And uh, anyway, I tell him, you're, you're over. You know, it's time for you to go. He leans over the desk straight into my face. He says, you have no idea who you're messing with. Let's just keep things the way they are. And I get up and lean over to him right in his face. And I said, you have no idea who you're messing with. 
I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. And then he just lost it. Boom, this rage. And at a large office, and he starts, this is back in the days of filing cabinets, you know, and filing, uh, you know, all through my cabinets in the, in the room, glass cabinets. He's opening the cabinets, pulling all the files out. Man, he is smashing everything up. He's throwing everything all over the place. He's wrecking the place. He's losing it. I'm sitting in my seat at the end of the office as he is wrecking my office in front of me. And this is my response. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm binding Hasatan. I'm coming against the assignments of the enemy. I have no fear in me at all. I am not afraid of this rugby player who is losing it. I have no idea he's part of an international drug ring. I have no idea what he's involved in. I had no idea that Scotland Yard was tapping all my businesses and my home and my vehicles and all the rest of it. You know, setting up fake meetings to try and investigate if I was part with this guy or not part with this guy. I had no idea all this stuff was going on. I'm praying in the spirit and he is in rage after he's wrecked my entire uh, um, office, literally wrecked my office. He is in rage. He comes over, leans over the table, grabs me by my suit jacket, hauls me over the table. And he is in so much rage. His intent is to kill me. That's, that's what's happening in this room. I'm flying through the air and I'm about to go through a third floor window or through the back wall. And when this happens, in busts into the office, the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. And I know some American footballers. I know how tall and I know how big they are. And this guy busts into my office. He's tall, built like a a shed (laughs) and uh, blonde hair, you know, white shirt on. He just comes straight and grabs the guy, throws him into a headlock. He says to me, go on then, break his legs. To me, I'm like, break his legs? I don't want to break his legs. He grabbed him by the neck, threw him off the back wall with his feet off the ground, got straight into his face. He said, this man is not a fighting man. You want to mess with anyone? You're going to mess with me. And then he took hold of him, kicked him down three flights of stairs out of the building. Hallelujah. And then the guy disappeared. And Haley's in reception watching this as well. That's exactly what happened. You know, let me tell you something. We do not have to have a spirit of fear no matter what we face. Many times people try to uh, manipulate with the spirit of fear. They try to get their way. They want us to look on that which is negative uh, to be the key things and how they grow. And the Father says, no, I want you to, to move in, in the joy of Yehovah. I want you to be ones that overcome. I want you to be ones that have victory. If you're going to have victory, you know, You're going to experience battles because you only get victory when you go through the fight, when you go through the battle. I want to tell you, you have the victor living in you and I'm encouraging you to rise up. I'm encouraging you. It's the day of testimony. It's the time of the transforming power of the Spirit. This is the hour of supernatural deliverance and what the enemy has set out to do, to do what? Three things, steal 
kill and destroy. We can look him in the face, we can pray in the spirit, and we can proclaim the victory of Messiah. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We are not going to sit back and allow evil to triumph. Hallelujah. Yeah, so in this preparation, what are we doing? We're dealing with a few things. We're dealing with the order, as we saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. What's your attitude like? Are we, uh, are we keeping our hearts from being set on evil things? Are we looking at the giants in the land to the level that the word of Yehovah becomes so small? Oh, we're like grasshoppers. Well, you don't know who you are in Messiah. And they also looked at us and thought, yep, you're grasshoppers. <laughs> Look at David, you know, just a kid. And he brought down Goliath. He didn't do that because he was working out at the gym and trying to get prepared so he could fight giants. He wasn't part of the I'm going to fight giants training club. That's not where he came from. He was one who meditated. He was one who hung out in the presence of Yehovah. And I'm calling you to that place today that we will get to the place where the victor will be dwelling within us. It's the day of victory, says Yehovah. We release the victory of Yehovah where the enemy is stealing, where the locust is eaten up, where you are being attacked on, on the left, on the right, on every side where you think, how am I going to get through this? Why is the enemy trying to attack me in so many ways? I proclaim that this is the day of victory. I speak an open heaven over our lives and we say that this is the hour. We're going to have that Caleb spirit. Caleb's spirit was, wow, I walked in the land. I tasted the fruit. I tasted the fruit. Of course there's giants in the land. But where did we just come from? We just came from Egypt. You know, we just saw Pharaoh being destroyed and his mighty army. We just walked through the Red Sea. We have a God that can open up the sea and create dry ground for us to walk through. And we're concerned about a bunch of giants in the land. <laughs> I say we go right now. That's Caleb and Joshua. I say we go. This is it. Come on, guys. It's time to go. So what do we need to do within our lives right now? I want to speak the words of encouragement over your life right now where you will rise up in the spirit of faith, but not just faith from the outward. Oh, you know, I'm just believing for a miracle. No, there's a deep work that has to be accomplished within your life. And I'm saying this is the day of preparation. This is the day where we establish who he is within us. Yeshua needs to be established and it's not too difficult because we have the counselor, we have the teacher, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He will guide you into truth. He will allow you to, to study, to, to understand, to know how to partake of the very uh, substance of who he is. Are we eating the word of Yehovah? Are we partaking? What type of food? You know, what are we going to eat? What, what are we going to do? You know, what type of food? Yeshua's like, ah, they have no idea. You know, man doesn't live on bread alone, but in every word that comes forth from the mouth of Yehovah, as we're speaking forth the word of Yehovah, may we be fed, may we be filled up in his presence, and together may, may we rise up and see the victory of Yeshua.
Oh, hallelujah. I'm blessed and encouraged because of who he is. In Psalm chapter 3, you know, I always want to go to Psalm chapter 1 just out of... I love it. But, uh, you know, look, I'm going to go to Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Why? If you hang around with the wrong people, you are not going to rise up in faith. You need to get the word. We need to get to the place where the word is established within our lives. Don't just read the word. We have to memorize. We have to meditate on the word. Hide the scripture within you. Pay the price to know him. His delight is on the law of Yehovah. Don't forget the front of the book. Why? In the, in the Torah, the first five books, you will witness the most incredible signs and wonders and miracles. You see the greatest flow of the Holy Spirit in the Scripture. You see in the Torah. Yeshua is all over the Torah. He's all over it. And we need to identify where he is. We need to rejoice in who he is. We also see the examples of those who fail. And it lets us understand that we don't want to take the same paths that they took. We have the advantage to be able to read the accounts so that we can adjust our lives to be effective in his kingdom. His delight is on the law of Yehovah and on his Torah he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does... That's right. There's a pause. Think about it. Whatever he does, who? The man who delights in the Torah. The man who doesn't just read it, but he meditates on it. How often? Day and night. I will always be before your word. I will be found before your word. Oh, it's all right for you to say, you know, you're in ministry. Yeah, that's fine for you. But don't you know I've got a job? Don't you know what I'm doing in my work? You know, you might be in the military. You know, I had one person in the military say to me, I don't even know how to spend time with Yehovah. I don't have any time on my own. I'm like, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter where you are. You can have that piece of scripture that you're meditating on all day, even in the busyness of life and what's going on around you. I had one uh, uh, business leader came to me and he said, he said, wow, he said, I would love to have testimonies like you, but I've got to run a business. I don't have time to pray and spend time in the presence of God like you do. I'm like, what are you talking about? And at that time, I don't know how many staff I had. I probably had about 60 or 100 staff at that time. I'm like, I've got companies. I've got staff all over the place. And guess what? I still have time to be in his presence. It doesn't matter what you're going through. We have time to be in his presence. Hallelujah. Let me get my little cord out here into that place. So we were in the book of Psalms, weren't we? I love reading Psalm 1 all the time. Every time I go in the book of Psalms, I always like to go and read Psalm 1 before I even get into any other Psalm. Hallelujah. Yes. Bad company corrupts good morals, said Russell. That's right. Hallelujah. Yeah, we praise him for the miracle instead uh, of believing. We must come to him boldly and expecting his best. Thank you, Tony. That's right. Hallelujah. In Psalm 3, 
in verse 3, this is what it says, But you are a shield around me, O Yehovah. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To Yehovah I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. Hallelujah. O Lord, how many are my foes? Verse 1. How many rise up against me? How How many? How many are rising up against you? How many are your foes? Oh, come on. David, you were just, you, you got anointed. You just had Samuel pour the oil over you, say that you will be the next king of Israel. And then you go from that place when everyone's like, oh, praise Yahovah. This is an incredible moment. And then you're fleeing, running for your life, facing tragedy, facing devastation on every turn. Like, you know, you can't even find a place to rest and a place to, you know, in the in the mist. Even when you lie down, you're in fear of your life. But what did David do? He meditated on the word all the way through it. Oh, Yehovah, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying to me, Elohim will not deliver him. But you are my shield. So I'm not interested in what many see. You know, those who, who spread gossip, watch out. You're walking a very dangerous path. If you walk and spread gossip against another person in a way to bring them harm, to harm or defame or to, or to push someone down, you're in a very dangerous place in the kingdom of Yehovah. Many say of me, Elohim will not deliver him, but you are my shield. It doesn't matter. I'm not looking for the agreement of man. The blessing within my life is not found by people saying, oh, yeah, you're awesome. We think you're great. Thank you, Father. Yeah, that's awesome. No, you are my shield around me, O Yehovah. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To Yehovah I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep, and I wake up again because Yehovah sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Wow! So, you know, how's your situation comparing to this? Where are you at in comparing to what uh, is happening in this situation? Tens of thousands. Arise, O Yehovah, deliver me, O my Elohim. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. (laughs) You can't get any more straight than that. You know, why is David saying that? You know, we don't need bad examples walking the earth, uh, destroying people's faith because of how they are walking. You know, arise, Yehovah, deliver me, my Elohim. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From Yehovah comes deliverance. May you, uh, may your blessing be on your people. May your blessing be on your people. So you're in the storm right now. You're facing, you've got stuff that's happened in your past. You're, you're struggling on how to get the breakthrough. 
you're struggling how to have the stand of Yehovah in the midst of the things that you are breaking through, that, I, that you're going through. And I just proclaim right now, this is the day of victory. You don't have to get caught in the past. You don't have to get caught in the fear of what the enemy, you might see people doing these things, but behind the people is the work of Hasatan. Oh, brother, but they're believers. They're not meant to be, uh, you know, uh, instruments of the enemy. Well, look at Rwanda. Rwanda, 97% of the people in Rwanda were born again on fire for Yeshua. They're doing Bible studies in each other's homes, but they never dealt with uh, the, the, the racial tension between the two tribes. And even though they were studying the word together, there came a day and one of the the guys who murdered his neighbors and with clubs and literally smashed the heads of his neighbors until they were, were in pulp, killed them. And he called it the day that Satan took over. Why the seeds of hatred had not been dealt with. They hadn't walked in forgiveness. They had the word. They had the truth. But there were so many things that weren't dealt with. And I want to ask you a question. Are you dealing with the motive of the heart? Are you dealing with what's going on deep down on the inside of you? On the outside, everything might look good. You know, you might know how to uh, speak the right word. You might know how to act the right way before man. But I want to ask you a question. What's going on? within the very core of your heart, of who you are. I want to encourage you to challenge yourself to that place on how we deal, how our attitude operates towards others, but also how we deal with the attacks that the enemy puts against us. You can have joy, no matter what you face. You can have joy. Hallelujah. And talking about joy, let's go to the book of Zechariah, chapter 9. I'm just going to read verse 9. It says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey. Hallelujah. Well, we know who it was that was riding into Jerusalem. It was Yeshua. Rejoice. Why? Because Yeshua has come. I'm not waiting for the Messiah. The Messiah is coming back again, but he has gone so that he sends us the Spirit and that he operates through our life. Hallelujah. What a blessing. What a blessing to have the presence of Yehovah walking and operating through our life. So I want to encourage you today to rise up and recognize that Yehovah saves in Psalm 118.25, it says, The Lord save us. Lord grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Yehovah. From the house of Yehovah, we bless you. And I release the blessing of Yehovah over your lives right now. I release the blessings of Yehovah over your lives right now. Psalm 118.25 and 26. Lord save us. Lord grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For the house of Yehovah, from the house of Yehovah, we bless you. I proclaim that this is a day of victory. 
This is a day of the blessings of Yehovah to overtake you. In the places where the enemy has pushed and you think, I can't take it another day. The Father said, here comes the answer. I'm going to give you divine appointments. I'm going to give you holy assignments. I'm going to make a way where there is no way. I'm going to bring forth healing. I'm going to bring forth blessing. You are going to walk in the supernatural blessings of Yehovah. Hallelujah. Transformation. I'm walking in transformation. I'm not going to walk in the ways of the world. Is that your prayer today as well? We are going forward. Let's make a commitment to see the victory of Yeshua in our lives, no matter what we're facing. That's the day in which we're living. Well, I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word. Let's just have a look at the chat here and see if we've got some messages. Can we pray about the KKK issue um, needing uh, to cease yeah that's right yeah we come against the Ku Klux Klan and all of their assignments that racist racial behavior that's going on against the Jews and uh, and uh, and the blacks and we just speak uh, we just come against them in Yeshua's name we ask father clean up the USA clean up the nations and in other countries as well, clean up the nations that your glory, that the king may come in. Father, use us to prepare the way for the Father, to make way for the king of kings. Make way, make way for the king of kings. That's what we're called to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right. Thank you, Father. Well, listen, if you've got any more prayer requests, you can send them to Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Okay, I'm sending that out to you there. We want to stand with you and pray. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you want to support the work that we do, listen, we are still uh, pressing forward with what's happening next door. It's important that we get everything in line as we are preparing to open to bring in people from domestic violence. And uh, if you want to give and support the ministry, then there's a link to do so. For every person that does stand with us, thank you for standing with us. Uh, we've got John just arrived on Facebook. Welcome. Good to see you. Um, thanks for standing with us um, and supporting the work and the things that we do in the ministry. And know that we are here for you as well. If you need phone calls, if you need someone to talk to, to pray with, to go through situations, then just email us, connect with us, and we will do our best to communicate with you. But I want to encourage you. I I'm telling you. I really sense in the spirit that this is an incredible day of victory. Don't let the enemy steal the blessings that the Father is pouring upon you today. I want to thank you for watching. I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom. Hallelujah.